0: Welcome to AMP, the actionable marketing podcast from AMA Omaha. My name is Jordan Maddox-Kopp, president of AMA Omaha, and I'll be your host for today. Um, we're AMP to bring you an interview with another esteemed member of the AMA Omaha Executive Advisory Council, Mr. Brent Pullman. Brent has been a previous speaker for AMA Omaha for our Power Lunch series and is a founding member of the Executive Advisory Council. He serves as CEO for Midwest Laboratories, a leader in analytical testing. Welcome, Brent.
1: Well, thank you very much, Jordan.
0: We're really excited to have you. Um, it's wonderful to have our Executive Advisory Council already sort of giving us a little bit more knowledge and insight and expertise this year. So having this conversation, I think, will benefit all of our members.
1: I, I think the Advisory Council is a great group of people. And um, no, I'm, I, I've been very excited to do this. So uh, It's been a couple months since you asked me, and uh, again, we'll see how this how this discussion goes. Busy people, busy (laughs) lives,
0: but we finally locked it down. So I'm excited, and I want to start with your background. So you are currently a CEO. You have a previous marketing role. What did you study in school, and was marketing a part of your original plan?
1: Uh, So basically, when I went to school, I wanted two things. I was gonna I was gonna be a teacher, and I was gonna go into business. So I wanted to teach for a while, and um, and i i really was able to do both so i taught after graduating i taught in high school for 5 years and then i kind of progressed into the uh online at that time the real infancy of online education through being an adjunct professor for various colleges and then from there i started my i went back got my masters in business and pursued my business career from there um that business career took me in a whole host of different corporations and businesses. So marketing really only came to me at the end. I, I started in accounting. I went into consulting. I went into HR. Marketing was the last piece of that whole puzzle, which really kind of worked out well. So that's really, that's really the start and career of where I've been.
0: All right. So tell us about the path that led you to Midwest Laboratories. You were initially involved in marketing there. What was that role like?
1: So when I came back, uh, my father actually started the company at Midwest Laboratories, and I came back and he said um, that he he was looking for someone in the area of marketing. And at that time, I thought that that would be kind of a interesting pursuit uh, from a professional uh, career. So when I came in there in 2005, of course, everything kind of went alive with Google and uh, search marketing and uh, social media. So I, I kind of happened to come at the right time when all those different tools, everything was kind of in its infancy and things took off. I mean, things really took off about that time. And it was just really an exciting time. Um, our website had not been updated for since the 90s. So
0: it
1: was a lot of work to do. The only the thing, though, I look back was we were so small at the time. I was a marketing department of one. I mean, that was just it. I had to work with outside consultants. And that really varied from depending on who you worked with. I had to really learn fast. But again, it was a very exciting time. It was such a... Everyone could do things at a rapid pace and see results. And it was really a fun time to get into marketing and and learn quite a bit.
0: Do you feel like... Your experience being sort of that house of one, um, what you learned on the fly. Do you think that that was probably a little more impactful than even what you can pick up from a book?
1: I think so because it really did. Um, you had to you had to be in it. You had to know what was happening there. I think in two thousand seven two thousand eight when um, when we were changing our website and doing social media at the same time i was doing a lot of stuff in at work outside of work uh, starting blogs i mean it was just it was a lot but yeah you had to you just had to immerse yourself in it and know it and cuz you were it you were the expert you could go to outside people but they didn't know your business as well I, again i wish i wish we could have had a team i started to have a team about 2012 2013 but by that time it was um we just, from that perspective, we were still very flat. Just uh working with marketing, working with salespeople, I was kind of working with them somewhat, but doing it by by yourself was just very hard.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, hard. I understand. I've been the seat of one as well, and you do have to sort of be a jack of all yeah. trades and an expert in all trades, which exactly. can be a lot on a person's shoulders. So, how have you seen marketing change and evolve for Midwest Laboratories since two
1: thousand and five? Well, it, it it's completely changed. I mean, when with the advent of Google and websites, website uh, development has changed so much. I mean, we were, if you remember the old times with the uh, Joomla and with uh, the different content, uh, content management uh, websites, uh, it wasn't until we really got into WordPress that wow, this now we can really take off. Now this is easier to do. This is much much easier. You don't have you you don't have to do any HTML programming.
0: No code. No, no code. code. Right. <laughs> you can go
1: and uh, do things faster. Now, was it the best? Pro- you know, we were again. We did a lot of stuff internally. We didn't really um, outsource that. It really wasn't till about uh, 2015 we really started to do things like that. But um, you could do a lot on your own. And then the social media. Learning all the little tips, tricks, um, good things, bad things. How does that impact? And uh, where where is that all going? I think everyone was still. That was a time when everyone was still trying to figure out where is all this going. Is it worth the time investment? Uh, The one thing looking back, definitely the content. I mean, I think I spent easily about five years in a row just writing content, at least five out of seven days, just so I'd have content. Because at that time, content. And Google, before they changed all the logarithms, you you got great search um, visibility through that process. Today, I mean, the rules have changed so much.
0: Yeah, now it's almost like they want you to edit yourself to the point where, (laughs) how dare you speak?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is, it has changed so much, and that's, it's kind of frightening. So what, what what you did 10 years ago, You tell, I tell my kids who are in college, and they just laugh. They like, go, what do you do? Dad? We don't do that. <laughs> so it's already outdated, which is scary that 10 years ago is outdated. But that's how fast <laughs> things change. No, again. you're absolutely
0: right. You're right. And that's what, I mean, speaking of change, that's one of the things that I really want to talk to you about. Because now learning more about your background and the fact that you had teacher and business experience before you got into the marketing role. What was it like to transition to the CEO role? Like, what was that transition oh. like to you?
1: Um, well, it was the best thing that could ever happen to me because um, to, to, uh, my dad had two other partners at the time, and they really wanted to keep things flat. My dad, in fact, I mean, anything outside of the lab was overhead, so you had to really prove yourself, and you had to prove your metrics. Or it, he just wasn't gonna, you, It wasn't going to happen with the other partners either. You just had to prove yourself over and over. So when I uh, as as I was doing all this, I realized that we need to do things a little bit differently when I take when when we take over, and uh, if we're going to grow the business, how are we going to do that? Because uh, the rules about 2000, I would say 14 through 17, were really changing too, and you really had to look and evaluate: is this, is is this the way we want to go, or is there a better way to do all this? And I think by becoming the CEO you could definitely see that there was a whole new path, I think, a whole new path going ahead and marching ahead, and that was where we needed to change a lot of things, a lot of the way we did things.
0: Have you found your teaching experience to be pretty helpful in the role of CEO?
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, actually I have because when I taught, I was different too. I was not – I didn't like to teach by the book, and I had to always have something practical to give to kids, whether it was in high school, whether it was in college – I just, I got so bored teaching out of the book, and I had to make it a better experience for those kids or those adults, and I was all about the experience, and I think that's what helped me, especially the last few years, it's all about the experience. It's really not uh, following some rules or the methods, but really, if if you've got an engaged, you have to have an engaged audience or it's not going to work.
0: What have you, I mean, that really is a key buzzword in all things marketing anymore is it's less about marketing and more about customer experience. So from the Midwest Labs perspective, what have you guys seen and done and implemented that you feel like really speaks to that customer experience side of the house versus what one would consider traditional marketing?
1: Uh, it's really about the relationships and um, how do you, how do you get those, how do you establish those really strong relationships I think, to, I think, and maybe the last 10 years, I was always in a fight. Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it sales? Marketing? Where should I be spending my time? And really, you need both. And um, marketing will say they're working on the relationship experiences. Sales will say they're working on the uh, relationship. You do, The two got to come together. It, they just have to uh, through the process. And it really wasn't till the last couple years that we really brought it together. Because there was a strong marketing you had some salespeople, but I, I would say even so, they were building relationships, but I would say they were more like account managers than they were salespeople, especially with current clients. Um, and then you gotta, you, div- uh, you got to know what targets you're going after. We talk about target marketing. We talk about targets and leads in, on the sales side, but the two got to come together. And once you get that once you get that bond together, then that's when things really take off, and that's what happened with us over the last few years.
0: What do you think is the secret sauce between combining the sales and marketing function into a peaceful and happy relationship, <laughs> a good cohabitation, versus what it can sometimes be, which is a little bit of gnashing of teeth? And
1: I really think it's drawing on on your strengths. Um, I think some sales uh, on both on both sides, some are really good at the re- who are, who's good at the relationship piece. Tip, I mean, I would say. Well, I—I I mean, it just depends where you're at. Sometimes the salespeople are really good at the, at the relationships. Sometimes the marketers, but what really makes it work for that company, and—and um, and then really going in and building those those strong relationships, and—and uh, uh, and that's again, uh, that's what it did for us. And sometimes it takes a big traumatic, traumatic thing. Unfortunately, uh, we lost like two of our biggest clients in, about three years ago. And when you do that, then you have to regroup and find out, okay, what's, what's this all about? And basically, a couple of us, we just went on the road and we just went back to our top clients and wanted to engage them. What are we doing? What can we do better? And We found out all that information. And then you work from there and you, do, you develop a plan. Okay, they need this. They need this. How do we better get our brand out there? Marketers are much more at the brand side. How do we bring that together at a show? We got to target these two, two, two specific or three specific people. Let's go after those people, and stop getting into the whole. You know, it's a mass for all. Or let's let's do a message for the masses. Or let's uh, let's focus on just sales, but not only just sales, but the whole experience. And then uh, again, uh, um, looking at the whole big picture and all of that.
0: So you did mention a little bit of trade show work. That is something that I haven't had a chance to be a part of in a good 15, 20 years. What is that circuit like for you guys and what are you noticing as trends in the trade show world so far as an experience on the floor in each booth?
1: Yeah, I would say we saw we were up to almost 60 trade shows a year and because um, we have such a, a wide variety of uh, clients and we were seeing a downward trend. I mean, we were not being very effective. We'd come up with different, we thought better marketing materials, uh, um, and more information and more content, but it still wasn't working. It wasn't till the last, I would say, probably two years, that we took a whole different approach, and that was the whole experience piece. Um, ten years ago, we would have not brought ten people from our company to a show. Today, with the big, big um, conferences or the main ones, we know where most of our clients are going to be. We bring a team. We go out. That's our secret sauce. We bring a team. We go after them. Uh, we have specific objectives. We host night uh, events outside of the uh, trade show. Uh, We wouldn't have done that 10 years ago. That was too costly. Today, you got it. You have to do something that's so different. But also, that's a great way to bring current clients. And if you can get to the current clients, they'll spread your message so much better than you can at your with the fanciest displays or the best promotion materials. So again, it's all about the experience and you got to put the investment in bringing a whole team. I, I think the team approach works awesome and uh, we've done that and shown results as a um, as a result of that.
0: So it's definitely less about the tchotchkes, more about the conversation. <laughs> <It> was, yes, yes. <laughs> I think that's actually I, something that's been universally true is really seeing the shift from sales is a part of marketing in that they're the mouthpiece for your brand and that they actually need to be able to speak your verbiage and speak your tone and speak your culture in a way that you know a brochure can put out the words exactly as you want but a person actually relaying that message and being there to shake a hand and again building that experience is really kind of where that key overlap between the sales and marketing function takes place
1: yeah i would yeah definitely that's a that's a great way to put it
0: so midwest labs (laughs) is continuing to grow and you all are working on a new and expanded space in the Omaha area. How do you see this campus taking shape and being a part of that customer experience?
1: yeah, there's a there's a lot there. um We've purchased two buildings here th- this year, so we're up to fourteen on our our campus. The easy answer to that was, yes, we're gonna just move it to that brand new building, the biggest one that we just bought, but as we looked at the whole thing, we have to do our whole we have to look at our whole campus so uh, we need to see, again, where's, where should we make the most investment right now? And, it, and right now we have so many labs that are at capacity that we need to start fix, kind of working on those first before we get to the overall uh, main building or um, bigger properties, I guess. So it's a whole campus-wide, I would say, um, project that's going to take years but in the past, what we would do is if there was a free lab space, we'd go here and we'd put a lab in there and then we'd put a lab over there and then we'd, we'd do this more reactively and we just we just can't do that anymore. We really have to think these things out and plan for the future. So it's really taking a big, a future look more than a reactive look right now.
0: Well, it sounds like an exciting future because once <laughs> you get to the point where you have a moment to clear your head and think proactively and you're not just, you know, putting out fires, that's actually a chance for something really meaningful to take shape. It,
1: it is, yes.
0: That's excellent. So what are you most excited about for the future? And how do you see the entire realm of marketing and customer experience supporting that future?
1: I really think you never lose your marketing or your sales. Um, once you have it and once you've been exposed to it, you use that all the time. As a CEO, um, I think everyone wants to know what's going on in the future. I mean, that message, even to the outside, people want to know, is, am i going to be connect with a growing company uh, what are they getting into next as well as your employees we know that omaha again is a is a tough place to recruit talent and everyone everyone i ask is they just want to know what's what's the future look like and that's really from something that crosses all specters of your employees they just want to know the future and so we've really gone to um monthly town halls for all of our employees we'll take one uh, morning and spend an hour and tell everyone this is where we're headed. This is this is what's happening, and just to see again, um, you get immediate reaction. You throw out a survey right after that, you'll find out what people are thinking or what they're what you're missing yet. What are you what are you not telling them or what are they getting the message wrong? Because you really got to get that message correct, um, not only internally but externally. So I think I'm always doing marketing or I think I'm trying to sell the uh, services all the time. And I think from a CEO standpoint, you got to um, – the hardest part for me has been getting out of the day-to-day. I really was – I didn't realize how much I was in the day-to-day. Those
0: weeds, man. <laughs> you were in those
1: weeds. <laughs> and you have to – you really have to separate yourself away from that. And I look at what was what's – how the company has grown over the last 40 years, and, it was, and it's it's remar- it's grown remarkably. But over now, now it's just so critical. You just got to have that future – Future look and see where it's headed, and that's what and that's what's the that's where the excitement is, and that's what people from uh, your new clients or your current clients they want to know where you're going. Uh, are they connecting with somebody that's really on top of where they're at, and are, do they have a good handle on uh, their analysis and their processes, and uh, are their employees happy? Um, and it's it is. It's just uh, that's I think that's what's really been the key for the last uh, year and the really great growth that we've had is we get that message out there that we're going in these areas and we're going to do these things. We're not there yet. I would, I would like to say we're there, but it's a lot of work. It's, it is. It's a lot of work to keep growing and keep, um, again, building with new technologies or new analysis or just keeping what you have together so you're not at 100% capacity and you, you've got the yeah. space to move and grow.
0: I think one of my final questions for you is specific to the type of industry you're in. Um, I think a lot of times people who are in things that are maybe a little more technical and a little less glamorous can be difficult to really wrap your arms around a softer message. That's easy for people to appreciate and to really have your brand kind of have that warmth to it. So what have you guys done to make the idea of a laboratory something approachable? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's I think that's where those key connections come. In our business, we're not supposed to talk about who we do testing for, especially with major clients. But we did partner here in the last couple of years with one client that obviously everybody knows, and that's Costco. So when you tell people that you do the testing for Costco and you're helping build a lab for them in Fremont uh, next year, and you're with that partner, those strategic partnerships with those type of companies – you're providing not only the health and safety of those food products, but people relate to that. They know they can relate to those chickens, those mm-hmm. in the, it, at Costco, they can relate to the Costco brand. So that's the connection that we have is the health and safety that we, we want healthy and safe uh, foods for, for everyone. Um, and that's where I, I think our new connection our new branding is going is like, Oh, you guys are really helping, you know, regulate and make sure everything's safe. Uh, Next year we'll get into hemp of all things. So it's uh, having a moment. Uh, so <laughs> who would have thought? But um, that's going to be. I mean, the sky's the limit for all the types of testing. But right now it's the wild wild west. I right. mean, you go out there, it's it's in all these products. But is it safe? Is yeah. it? It's, do people really know how much THC is in their products? And um, even the FDA hasn't even come out with all the regulations. So to be this far, even where we're at today. Um, there's still a lot to learn on that, but again, the health and safety people relate to that because they want to know that things are health, things are safe. And
0: today. now that's like also connecting your brand to a very newsworthy moment in time, which is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> especially yeah. if you're going to be the one who's helping bring those cowboys all oh, together yeah. and regulate Ex- it a little bit.
1: Exactly. So that's kind of where we see our role. We're kind of the uh, traffic cop, I would say, yeah. you know, or and and health and safety advisor, and that's kind of where we want we see our role. We would love to talk talk about all the different clients we help but again because of privacy and because of confidentiality we can't do that but certain clients are coming forward and do want that information out there so that's exciting too but i think more and more of that's going to come out and less because any more people can find out different ways and um and they do and uh, to kind of uh keep the noise level down on all that and know that things are safe i think that's really important to people
0: That's fantastic. And my last little note for you, of course, has to be somewhat about why you're here today, which is your relationship with AMA Omaha. Like I said, we are so grateful for your service on the Executive Advisory Council. And I was just wondering, from your perspective, as somebody who's been through so many different facets of business, what can a professional organization bring to somebody who's even new or experienced in the field that they might not get elsewhere?
1: Well, what I really like about AMA, and I always have, even when I was on the marketing side, is the organization always looks at marketing in so many different ways. I learn so much more outside of my own industry, and that's what AMA brings. Even, if it, even as a bunch of marketers, there's so much representation in different industries, and I can learn from banks. I can learn from lawyers. I can learn from um, the, the boutique shops. Everyone comes at it such a different way, but you can take one or two things and you can apply it. And those those are best. When you're stuck in your own industry, you only see things from one point of view. And I think that's what AMA does best is bring all these different industries together under marketing and finds ways to uh, find solutions for its members.
0: I couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brent, I really want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank you for your service on the council and for spending a couple minutes on this podcast with us. And we hope you guys will turn in next time for our next installment of AMP by AMA Omaha. A Parkville
1: Media Production.